I am always surprised how many executives who don't spend time with their direct reports, not just about the job and the sales goals or the KPIs, but on them, on their career, on their development, how are you doing? Hi, this is Diana Bernal O'Leary with Job Talk Weekly. People are often caught off guard by the challenges they face once they are promoted at work, things that usually have very little to do with their core skills, but rather it's the communication and the politics that create roadblocks. Today I talk with Irene Turtle. She's an executive coach and speaker who specializes in leadership development about how to avoid the challenges people encounter as they move up the corporate ladder. Let's jump in. Hi, Irene. Welcome to Job Talk Weekly. Hi, Diana. Thank you so much for having me. We know so much about career success is not just what you do, but it's how you do it. And in particular, I think people who are promoted are often caught off guard by the challenges they experience in their new role that have nothing to do with their expertise. So I wanted to get your sense of what types of issues have you seen for the recently promoted that, again, don't have anything to do with their technical knowledge, but have more to do with the communication and the culture and the perceptions with their coworkers? Great question. And a lot of the people I work with are very technically good. Um, I would almost say expert in a lot of cases but maybe haven't spent as much time working on their people skills or their leadership skills as the technical aspect. Mm. I think that's probably one of the biggest shocks that a lot of people get is that um, they they don't have the ability to lean into those skills as much as they used to because they may now be leading a bigger team or a team for the first time. And that's Most people are not trained for that. They're not Mm. prepared for that. Mm -hmm. So um, I think the relationships are different. The expectations are different. And how people handle it really depends on the person, the person they report to, the company, the culture, and a lot of different things. So, But I think those are probably the main things. A lot of it comes down to confidence as well. Yeah, and it's a good reminder that no matter where you are in the corporate ladder, to always be working on your communication skills, building relationships, and your confidence. So I think about, in particular, when people are promoted, what are the things that they can think through as they're getting gearing up for that promotion? Like they think they're going to get it and they get the news on Friday. Like walk us through like a way that people can assess their company culture or their own skills to sort of anticipate these roadblocks? Mm -hmm. Well, the first question is, do they want their promotion? I mean, we sometimes assume that they do because it's been offered to them or it's a a step. But if someone wants the promotion, it makes it easier. But sometimes we're probably talk ourselves into something that's maybe not right for us. So I would say spend a bit of time thinking about if this is really a good move for you. And then, you know, again, depends on if you have, uh, if the new, your new boss or supervisor is the same as your current one. Mm -hmm. If it's not, how well do you know that person? 
Do you, have you spent some time with them? Do you understand what the new role will entail? Not so much in terms of, like you said, the technical aspects, but the leadership aspects. What is your new team going to look like if you have one? What does the new, um, the new, your new VP or SVP or CEO, what do they want to see you accomplish? And then some, again, having relationships in the organization helps. Having a mentor helps or a coach. Um, and also doing some really, I think, accurate self-assessment, um, being aware of your own talents, where you're strong, where you need to maybe develop something else and doing some, you know, uh, it helps to do a 360 and you can do a 360 with, you know, your current best friend and your spouse and your, your, you know, trusted colleagues as to how well you do certain things. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. A lot of people that I work with well, not a lot of people, but some people have uh, challenges with uh, listening, yeah. listening well. And if you ask anyone, they'll say, oh, yeah, I'm a great listener. But if you ask the people right. around them, it, there may be a gap there. That's what we call a blind spot. Mm -hmm. So all of those things, um, you know, really understanding the expectations, being self-aware, and, um, you know, knowing what what you're good at and where you need to develop, because, you know, that's where that's where maybe some of the challenges will be. Yeah. And I think you really brought up a good point in the beginning when you said really assess if you even want this promotion to begin mm -hmm. with. I think a lot of people can get caught up with the corporate ladder thinking that, well, of course, I need to move up to be a vice president and a senior vice president or whatever the title is. But it's important to take stock along the way and make sure that that is indeed what you want at that company. And I think we can lose sight of that. So the self-awareness, really checking in with yourself about your own goals which can vary. Um, you don't have to have the corner office to be successful. You know, success uh, is different to everyone. But you also mentioned a really good point about the manager. And I want to talk about that for people who are promoted, but they still have the same manager. Like, is there a way that people can be thinking a little differently now that they have an elevated role, but they still have the same manager? Like, what are some of the things that people can be thinking through in this relationship that has a new lens on it? Mm -hmm. Well, again, I think it, it goes back to the relationship with that person. Is that person a mentor to you? Is that person spending time with you? I am always surprised, and I shouldn't be, how many executives that I work with uh, uh, on individual coaching who don't spend time with their direct reports yeah. in a weekly or uh, bi-weekly, what I call a one-on-one, -on -one. most people call it a one-on-one -on -one or yeah. a meeting, not just about the job and the sales goals or the KPIs, but on them, on their career, on their development, how are you doing, what's going on, especially in the last year, what's going on with you that may not be apparent because you're not seeing the person every day or a lot of people um, are, you know, report to someone who's not in the same 
not only building or city, but sometimes state or country. Yeah. So really making sure that you have time with that person. And if they're not willing to give you time on a regular basis, you, you may be, you know, it may be harder for you because you don't have, you don't have someone to current, uh, to continually um, have those conversations with. So again, that might determine whether you want that, that role. If the person really only cares about the, the, the sales goals and, and doesn't really care about you or your career or your development, then that may or may not be a good fit for you. You might want to hold out for something else or you might want to look around for another job in another division or another company, depending on you know, where you work. And make sure to ask, though. Sometimes managers are just going so fast that they'll have the weekly one-on-one, like you said, and they'll have their quarterly sales check-ins. But the managers forget to say, hey, how are you doing? What is this year looking like? What else do you hope to accomplish outside of the regular performance reviews? Because we've been having so many conversations um, in this field lately that, you know, the annual performance review really should not be a one-and-done conversation, that performance feedback is year-round, but it's okay for the employee to ask the manager in advance, that way you don't ca- catch that person off guard, and just say, mm-hmm. hey, in, you know, next month I just want to really check in about this year. And it's okay for you to ask it. I, I hope people aren't afraid to do that, because ma- just because managers aren't doing it as much as they should doesn't mean that they don't want to. You know, sometimes they are just too busy, or th- like I said, they're just not thinking of it. So, if you have raised it and that manager then is less keen on it or doesn't spend a lot of time on it, then then that's how you glean that this manager is not going to have the time for you, um, which can be so important, I think, actually, if you just have received a promotion, too, that your manager should be spending a little bit extra time with you, though, don't you think? That's obvious to you and me, Diana, but it's not always <laughs> obvious to other people. Because, again, there are so many demands on executives um, and you know again because it's obvious to um to those of us who are coaches it isn't obvious to a lot of people because they forget that that's part of the role of being a leader is developing and helping the the people that report to them succeed it's just as important because let's face it the most important asset any um, any employer, any company, any organization has is its its people. So if you're not looking after them, then you know you will not be as successful as if you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about the coworkers because I've seen this happen a lot. That someone gets promoted, and people who used to be your peers are now your direct reports, and that can be really tricky. So, walk mm-hmm. us through how people can approach that situation where people where they used to grab lunch with and go for their morning coffee walk are, are now their direct reports because of this promotion. It comes down to. I believe communication mm-hmm. and I've seen people and you probably have too, where they just don't address it. They mm-hmm. just ignore it and expect everything to sort of fall into place. Mm-hmm. And I think in any situation, especially where there may be some resentment because somebody else didn't get the role and they're now your direct report, having those conversations, it doesn't mean 
that they won't resent you. But mm. if you address it and again, leading a team, I think requires constant communication, especially a new team. Yeah. And I do team coaching where, you know, really, if you pay attention to the purpose of the team and making sure that everybody has a voice and that, um, you know, you're setting expectations. And again, that, that takes, that takes time. And again, you, I, my um, philosophy is invest the time, especially in the beginning when you're in the, in the new role. And that may, may, you know, we all know when you take on a new role, often there's longer hours, more, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely requires a lot more energy, but it will require a lot more, I think, investment in those people, especially now that they may see you a different way, they may need to see you a different way, and you may need to assess whether some of the habits or behaviors that you've had in the past now serve you anymore. So, you know, it may not be as, um, you know, as good an idea to go out if you happen to go out for happy hour um, every Friday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that may may still be perfectly okay. So that's why I say it, it depends. Mm -hmm. But I think, again, it's awareness and um, setting expectations and having com conversations and not ignoring the fact that things have changed and expect everything to fall into place. So again, it, it requires intention and knowing who might or sensing who might have more of a challenge with the new changes, including yourself. You might be the one with the most challenges around the changes uh, because you might be fearful that people um, won't treat you the same. But, you know, again, that's where having a coach or a, a mentor in the company and especially someone that you report to that you can help work through some of these things is so critical. Yeah. And I think preparing for all of these conversations is going to be key, no matter who you prep with, because I think what surprises a lot of people is who is on their side and who isn't. You know, they might think that everyone is going to be excited for them to get the corner office. And there's a reason that phrase came about. It's lonely at the top because you'll be surprised at who is not particularly excited for you, especially if you beat them out for promotion or you beat out someone else who was really popular. So I think People need to remind themselves that they just don't know what's going on with everyone else. And so they need to walk through some conversations, prepare for the worst, but hope for the best and be really open and listening. I think you also started this conversation on a great note when you said listening is so key. And that's also observing. It's not just what they say, but kind of like pay attention, which is really hard to do because we're all working remotely, right? But when you're back in the office, like pay attention to how people respond to you with your new promotion. You know, if they're coming to you and they're engaging you more, then that shows that they're more accepting. But if they're avoiding you, if they're dropping you off of emails, then it might be time to really, you know, start that conversation. Yes. And, and, and again, just as you would want um, a regular one-on-one -on -one with your new boss, 
or the, the, the person that you're reporting to may not be new, you want to have the same setup with your people so that you don't get derailed by behavior. And if something comes up that you address it right away, you know, I noticed in that meeting or I noticed that you said this or I noticed that you left me off an email or um, I noticed that you, this is a very common one, you know, when someone's in a new role that someone goes around them or, uh, you know, goes over their head. And it's not a question of, um, again, it's all about how you communicate things, maybe pointing out how you would, you know, how you would like things to be. And um, again, it's setting those expectations and having those difficult conversations sometimes is very difficult. Um, you know, I, I, I've worked with people who not only um, have got have got promoted, but also been demoted. Oh. <laughs> or someone has been brought in from the outside who is so much less um, experienced and qualified them, and and that's their new their their new. Um, supervisor the new direct direct report so Mm -hmm. again having the conversations really being clear about the expectations and being willing to have the difficult conversations on the front end sometimes um you know again so you're not caught off guard well and you mentioned confidence earlier and i want to touch on that again too because i also think about how someone now shows up to the office but it's a little tough because for a while there they were the more subordinate uh let's say employee and now they're a peer with the directors now they have a seat at the table with a group of people that they didn't before so how can people mentally shift themselves to take on this role not to be too cocky but to sort of give themselves the credit to show up with this new group of leaders that they're now a part of yeah absolutely and confidence is i think it's probably the common denominator of just about everybody i have worked for or worked with at some point you know i think again it's you know asking yourself why did you get the job did you deserve it are you qualified um you know and again it it depends again that that depends on the situation i I worked with one um executive one time at a very large consumer products company and she got promoted and felt completely um out of whack with the her new peer group because they were much older than her Mm. had been with the company a lot longer um and in that case you know they made it very difficult for her my advice in 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 that situation would be <laughs> don't take the whole team on mm. you know build those relationships one by one again it may not happen overnight it will it won't happen overnight but just as when i'm working with a team if i walk in the first day and talk to the whole team i think it's not as effective as if i meet everybody individually first and find out what's going on with them. So build those relationships one-on-one. And again, you'll probably find that some people are are gonna be great. Some people will help you, they'll mentor you. Some people don't care either way and some people may sabotage you. Um, So it might be, you know, it might be all of the above. I think most people um, want to help. Most people want 
to see other people succeed, but sometimes they don't. But building those individual relationships with your new peer group and asking yourself, how do I need to show up differently? Because before you might have gone to them, you might have jumped a couple of levels and they're still at the same level. So how are you showing up differently? How do you need to show up differently? Give us some words of wisdom for people who are going for a promotion or who would like to one day in the next year or two be promoted. What are some of the things that people can be doing now to start positioning themselves for a promotional opportunity? Really being intentional and aware of what skills they have and what skills they might need. And again, depending on the company that you work for, you may have a learning and development department or you may have nothing like that. Yeah. You, but you may have um, a boss or someone on the leadership team that you could go to and ask, you know, do they offer coaching? Um, I do some onboarding coaching for people who've just landed in a new company, new role to help them be successful. Um, is there any program like that? Is there a mentorship? What skills, if I'm going to take on a new role that may or may not be in my area of expertise, what, what will help me be successful there? And sometimes it may be more technical training, but very often the, the higher up you get in an organization, it's much less about your technical skills and about your ability to develop relationships inside the company. Also saying, who, who, who will the new stakeholders be? Is it the CEO? Is it the board? Is it, um, you know, these particular um, internal or is it external stakeholders? What will, you know, ask maybe other people who've been in your job and in the job that you want, what they did, what would they um, you know, what insight can they give you about what it takes to be successful in that role? Because I think a lot of people try and do it alone and they're maybe reluctant to ask for help. And um, I think one of the, the, the benefits of maybe age and wisdom is realizing you can't do it alone. And being vulnerable doesn't mean you're... Um, you're not competent, but asking for help and looking for resources wherever you can find them, I think will help you in the long run. Yeah, I think that shows great strength. And you're reminding me, too, of two terrific books that cover these topics. So if your company has a lot of learning and training for their employees, please take advantage of it. But if not, there are two books that come to mind. And you might have other suggestions, Irene, but Marshall Goldsmith, who wrote What Got You Here Won't Get You There?, I think is a terrific resource, especially for people who are promoted within the company. And then the other one is by Michael Watkins, and that's The First 90 Days, which, again, is applicable for people who are promoted or take on a brand new job and how to think through their process. And I think that's part of what you're leaving us with is that intention to really spend some time thinking about how you approach the job, not just the technical skills that you're bringing to it, but how you're going to show up on the first day. 
People need to remember that, that they've given you this opportunity based on what they see. So go ahead and sort of give yourself that credit that you're not 100% perfect, perhaps, but go ahead and acknowledge that they are investing in you and, and create a dialogue with your manager about how you can be successful. Because if you succeed, then your boss also looks good and they love that. Yes, and if you're lucky enough to work for an organization that does provide coaching, training, mentoring, a 360 is wonderful. To me, it's sometimes um, it may be hard to hear that you're not as great at something as you think you are or you're challenged in an area that you weren't aware of. That's what the blind spots are about. That's, mm-hmm. that's what helps you. But if you are lucky to lucky enough to work for an organization that invests in you in that way, yeah. Oh my goodness, it's it's such a it, it it really is such a wonderful thing to have, you know, people invest in you. I work with people who don't often uh, sometimes have that uh, support or investment from the company, and they they pay for it themselves. They invest in it, um, whether they're entrepreneurs or they're working for a company that doesn't do that. Yeah, and. Um, you know, if you get the opportunity, uh, take it. Yeah, for sure. Well, this has been so helpful. You've taken us down a couple of different roads, and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us, Irene. Thank you, Diana. This has been fun. Oh, and I'll include a link to your website, but where can people find you? Um, TurtleExecutiveCoaching.com. Okay. And um, I'm on LinkedIn as well. Okay. We'll put a link to you there. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you, Diana. Thank you for listening to Job Talk Weekly. If you like the podcast, and we hope you do, the best thing you can do is to subscribe and forward it to your friends. We'd love to hear what you think. So please rate and review us or send us a quick email to info at jobtalkweekly.com. See you next time.